Welcome to the Project Life Podcast. I am Mike Watson. On this podcast, we're going to explore being a dad and operating the world in that role. Also, the other role of just being a dude, being a man in this world. And then lastly, it's about running a business with my wife. So the ins and outs of how we make that happen, advice and things that I've learned over my lifetime and things that actually work to grow our business. So enjoy this episode of Project Life with Mike Watts and have a great rest of the day. Welcome back to Project Life with Mike Watts, and we're going to close out the week on a um, fun note regarding a baby. We, uh, you know, Kate's pregnant. She's doing about a month uh, in the end of March, and what the heck are we doing to prepare for baby number two? A lot less than we were for baby number one, that's for sure. You first baby, you got all these classes, you go do all these things, you get so much knowledge. Baby number two, you're just exhausted trying to survive and just be like, there's another one coming. Great. Um, excuse me, just burped in the microphone. The We're excited, definitely excited, no doubt about that. I'm excited to have another little girl running around. I love the name that we picked out at this moment. We're we're pretty good on the name and we're not. I'm not going to tell you because we like to keep it to ourselves. But the... Yeah, I just, how are we prepping for this? I think from a business perspective, uh, Kate has done about five months in advance of maternity leave stuff. Uh, I have done zero anything in advance um, regarding podcasts or anything else. I don't know. I'll probably start putting some stuff together now with about a month close to prep prep a little bit more in advance. Um, Our team has, we have some changes going on within our team organization right now, which is cool because we have a couple of team members move into Maine. And that's pretty exciting. Um, But then also um, for myself personally, like I'm just trying to wrap my head around what it's going to be like to have another kid. Like Penelope is a lot. Like I'm not going to lie. Like she is intense. Um, She's very talkative and chatty. A lot of fun to be around. And I'm just really curious to see what that relationship is going to be moving forward and what's going to be next. She is obsessed with her dad. Like Kate, I went to play poker with my buddies uh, recently and Kate told me that when I left, like I said goodbye to them because they were walking down the street. And so when I left, she literally stood by the mailboxes and cried, cried the whole way back home, which wasn't that far, but still um, Kate's, you know, eight week, eight months pregnant. And so it was a little bit hard. Got inside the house and cried the whole time for me because I left for 15 minutes straight, basically. And it's like that is the type of attraction or the relationship that we have is that when I leave and when she leaves, we just cry it out, but no, just kidding. But like there is such an attachment to me versus Kate. And I think it's really hard. It, like it's hard for me and it's also hard for her because it makes it harder because she can't do anything about it. Cause I'm not there. And it makes it harder for me because I'm just like, well, I don't want Kate's, I don't want Kate to be, have to deal with it. Right. But it's really like, I'm really grateful to have that type of relationship at this moment with a two, two year old, two and a half year old. Um, with our daughter, which I really enjoy, enjoy and love, but the, it's just tough, you know, it's a tough situation. And so Penelope with her sleep issues and all that stuff we've dealt with and skin issues and all that stuff over the course of the past two and a half years, there's a lot of fear that we're going to go through the same thing again for me. Like I have a lot that that's going to happen again. And I know they say every kid is different, which most likely the second baby will be much different than Penelope. Um, but it's just the, The thought, because the only thing experience I really know about kids is what the experience was with Penelope. 
And so is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? Like, I don't know. You know, we're going to find out. So I think from a overall like readiness standpoint, yeah, we're ready. We're in a new house. We feel really good here. We have the baby stuff. We, you know, we have all the clothes and all that stuff from Penelope. So just like rinse and reuse. Um, we have a, a room with a crib in it and all that stuff. So we're good on that, that manner. We're excited. But the, um, um, yeah, it's just like you prepare way more for baby number one than you do baby number two. That's for sure. Um, yeah, we were just like really into, okay, the baby's like the size of a bean and the baby's the size of a lemon. And can't you just read to me all the stuff that's going on inside, um, you know, as she's growing it in this time where we don't, uh, it's crazy. So we, Kate wanted to have a home birth, but the state of Maine, because she had a C-section, C-section for the first time, it's the, the amount of control around birth in this country is out of control. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. It's ridiculous the amount of control that people do. So anyway, from a safety standpoint, I, I get it, but it's just like we've kind of here's my take on the birth situation. This is Mike Watts, the man. We have taken the power, which goes actually. This does make sense because it goes well a lot of what with what I talk about on this podcast, what Kate and I talk about in our business life. It's taking the trust out of the people. It's not trusting ourselves during this process that this doctor or this medical practice has the answer and I'm just going to and I'm going to do what they say to do instead of listening to my own body. And I'm not going to speak like on the birth perspective because I'm not, you know, I'm not a woman that's going to ever give birth. But just from an observation from an outsider for me that has been very active in doctor's appointments, been very active in discussions with my wife around being pregnant just being an active father, right? And so I go to a midwife appointment with her. So we were talking to midwives about new home births and we found out we can't actually do it. And it's technically illegal in the state of Maine for a midwife that is a licensed midwife to give a, a VBAC at home. And there's reasons for it. We I'm not going to just go into it here. But so when we first heard this, it was really hard because it it was like, what type of birth experience do you want, right? That's the biggest thing. It's like, what do you want your birth experience to be like? Well, you can't have any of that because there's a law against it controlling who can do what, right? And we're not talking safety factors or any of that stuff, but it just think of it from a ridiculousness standpoint, which is like, you can't do that. And so this happens all over the country. Like, this is crazy. And like, how do these rules come about or what do they do? And I know there's reason behind it. I don't know all the reasons. I'm sure if I learned it, it would make more sense. But just from a quick up some, but so then they're like, okay, you have to go to an OBGYN. The one thing that I've been very clear on regarding in the birth experience with our first child to now, an OBGYN is a beautiful surgeon. They are trained in surgery. They are told to give surgery. They are told how to have surgery. You know, if somebody's in dealing with Western medical, like an emergency, they're amazing, right? I want them anytime I want. But when it comes to pregnancy and when it comes to being in the birth experience, 
these other folks, doulas, midwives, are way more informative, way more engaging. Now, there's different OBGYNs across the country, right? But just from our experience of what we've gone through here, the OBGYN appointments for Kate are 15 minutes. You're in. They ask you, how do you feel? Do you have any questions? Nope. Great. Let me get your vitals and let's put it in our book. And then see ya. And they book them out every 15 minutes. Our midwife appointment have been an hour to an hour and a half, right? And so... And it's, how's Kate, how are you doing? And she really like goes in is like, how am I doing? How's the baby doing? Let's take a listen to the baby. Let's like get a good feel for all of this stuff. And it really goes into how the woman, like taking care of the woman. And then she even asks sometimes about how I'm doing, you know, to get a hit from the dad perspective. The OBGYNs never asked me those questions. They've never asked like how the dad is. Kate's like, you don't even need to come to the OBGYN appointments because they're just so short. And so they wanted to like meet all the doctors in this practice or something because of what we're experiencing. We have to go through this time. And so I'm just like, we are, it's like such a disconnected space. And I, and it's for the normal, but a midwife can only see so many people if they're meeting with them an hour. But an OBGYN is, it's like a pregnancy factory. That's what I call it, right? These, these, this, this doctor's office, because they have multiple doctors, and then they're seeing patients every 15 minutes. And now there's a need for both, right? And I'm not saying one way is wrong or one way is correct, but it's like what we talked about earlier this week about running a business. It's about doing what's best for you and feels the most fulfilling and to knowing that there's other options. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to running a business, but also within the birth experience, I've heard a lot of women share to me for some odd reason, I hear a lot of birth stories and they shared to me these traumatic first birth experiences. But then the second birth, they really took the bull by the horns to say like, I'm going to do it differently. And this is the way I want to do it. And they have a tremendous second birth experiences or third birth experiences. And yeah, I mean, that's the same with like what we talked about earlier this week about running a business. It's taking pure ownership for the experience that you're going to go through. And for us, it's the same way. It's like when the OBGYN wanted to have Kate do this one thing, she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to feel like crap. I don't want to drink it. You know, I don't want to do this. And they're just like, okay. And there's like, I'll sign some paper. Like, I'm just not going to do it. You know, and she is standing in her power when she does go into both of them, the midwife or the OBGYN. OBGYN is that she has total belief that she has trust in her body, you know, and she trusts herself, which is a really remarkable thing. And a powerful thing to watch is to watch your pregnant wife stand up for what she truly wants and what she truly believes in. And we did this in the hospital. Um, both of us did this. We are, because that I feel is the preparation for both babies that went really well is that we talked a lot about what our desires were for us and we made sure that regardless of the situation, even when it was a kind of an emergency situation with Penelope, um, we still stood our ground until somebody re- instead of a, because when you go into a hospital setting, it's, it's panic, right? It's like their role is to save your life. Um, and so there's this panic that comes across and they're going clicking into their action and what their work is, but also they have to have respect for the patients that they're working on. If, you know, every situation is different, but you have to have the respect that goes on there. So for baby number two, yeah, there's a fear of what it was like with Penelope to go through that again, to be like, can I actually handle that? Most likely the answer to that is yes, but do I want it to be a little bit different for sure? And what it's just going to be like to have another kid, you know, it's just kind of, we've already experienced 
Uh, when people say that your second or third kid is the hardest, I just don't buy it. You know, folks, I just don't buy it because before baby number one, it's me and Kate doing whatever the hell we want to do. And the reality, I don't need to take care of Kate. She can take care of herself. I take care of Mike. I take care of myself. And then we come back together and, um, you know, do whatever throughout the day. But with Penelope, it's way more responsibility. And there is no more just Kate and myself doing what we want to do. There's a lot of other people involved in this situation. And there's a whole other being that we have to be taking care of. And then it just brings up all sorts of other stuff. Family drama, family responsibilities, you know, external family stuff. And I think that's one of the hardest things actually about having children is you're dealing with emotions of not just yourself. You're dealing with emotions of your mother, your father, your father-in-law, your mother-in-law. And it triggers not only like it's very simple. I have a child and I take care of my child. That's Penelope, right? I just take care of her. That's it. Logically, it's very simple. But logically, everybody else wants to hang out with Penelope and wants to take care of her. And it triggers all of these other things and all these other people that are a part of your life, which makes having kids a little bit more challenging because you have, oh, I screwed up in parenting, so let me try to redo it with my grandkid. Now, I'm not saying that this is, I'm just throwing out examples here. It's not a reality of what's going on in my life. Uh, Maybe some of them are, but I don't know. So we'll just basically, I'll just throw out some examples, but it's like, I didn't do a good enough job parenting, so let me retry it on our, these are just things that I've heard that have happened in other people's lives. Let me retry it on our grandkids. I want more time with them because I didn't get enough time with my own kids or something along these lines, or I didn't, I realized I wasn't present enough or whatever that may be with my first kids. So now try to do it, but you, they're not your children, right? They're your, they're, they're, Penelope is my child and it's not anyone else's child. So like my first instinct is to take care of my kid and like really I can't you you just can't take on everybody else's emotions. This is why having families is challenging, right? This is why having a family is one of the most complicated systems in the entire world because it's not a literal factual thing. It is emotions are tied into here and it goes deep and it goes into a little bit of my DNA, a little bit of like my parents' DNA, my grandparents' DNA, my great grandparents' DNA, my great, 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 great parents' DNA. And it goes on. And then it only goes on from my side because it has, let's say my mom has two parents and then it goes into the two parents and goes into it right and how it compounds. And then as my dad has two parents and then you know, and then it goes into his parents, parents, and then it goes in their parents, parents, parents. And then not only that, now you add this into a whole nother family of Kate's family and her parents and then et cetera. You get the point. But like the shit's complicated, people. It gets really complicated. So it ties into a lot of emotions. So when it comes with kids like baby prep, you just got to like roll with what your gut is and do the best thing that we possibly can for our family. And that's what we do a lot, you know, and it doesn't make people happy sometimes. And that's fine because we're doing what is the best for ourselves. And that is what you have to let everyone know in the baby land is that I am open to being flexible, but I'm also open to changing my mind and that the other folks that are a part of it have to have that own flexibility. They have to understand that they're not going to get their way all the time, right? And so, and I think that's the most challenging thing about having a baby. And it took me a while to figure that out, but it took me until about 18 months when Penelope was 18 months to now um, is really getting clear on what that is and letting people know that. It's not that we don't want to hang out with people, not that we don't want to see people. It's just the fact that we have to do, because we're running a business, we have a life that we're living, 
And I'm not responsible for anyone else's living their own life. I'm responsible for my life, Penelope's life. And in the Venn diagram situation, I'm responsible for a part of Kate's life as well because we're in this together. So it's about making it happy. But the truth is like I'm only responsible for myself and my happiness and then taking care of Penelope. And if she's not happy, she's going to let me know because kids don't have the there's no filters to tell them that they're wrong unless you as an adult are telling them they're wrong or forcing something upon them that they don't want to be forced to do. So, wow, that was a tangent that went off in a whole nother direction that I wasn't expecting. But that's how baby prep number two is going. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So there's a lot that's happening there, and it ties into all sorts of things. And um, it's challenging, people. You know, it's challenging. But is it fun? Is it worth it? As I say, the, the, does it way outweigh the challenges? Yeah, for sure. Like, watching Penelope grow into a human being that she's doing and how much fun she's having doing it is uh, is so inspiring. Like, it, it's just... It's such an amazing experience. She's making me a better person because it's turning me into a different human being. It's turning me into being somebody that wants to be here for a long time with her. I can't predict my life, but like even from a movement perspective, watching her move and what that is like from a movement perspective and then how I'm improving my movement because my daughter's movement is so insane. You know, it's just how for to pay attention there because I want to be able to squat and bend down with her when I'm 50 years old and continually that with her as well. And then just how she pushes me to be a better person and how she pushes me to get out of my own head. You know, it's really inspiring to watch how I am improving myself as a as a man um, because of what this two and a half year old little freaking monster cute monster, I must say, is uh, bringing into the bringing into my life. Um, you know, do I want to be up at five o'clock in the morning with a baby crying for me? No, no, I don't. But what it's forcing me to do is forcing ways to. If that happens, how can I operate my mornings where I still find it successful for myself instead of being driven by a screaming kid at two, 5 a.m.? Right. And so we've kind of kind of I'm starting to slowly get into that routine and habit and um, it's becoming successful. So it's, it's enjoying. So it's pushing me to be better myself, um, because if I find myself being annoyed by something Penelope's doing, it's not that Penelope's annoying me. It's probably something that is triggering in me that I'm just not being present in the moment. And so it's always pushing me to, to wrap myself back around that. That's what I got for you today on Good Morning with Mike. That's actually what my next podcast should be. Good Morning with Mike. Um, actually, I think that's what I'm going to call my Alexa show. I'm going to start an Alexa show, folks. And I think I just kind of figured it out. I like it. You guys have a great rest of the day. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow or the next day or the next day after that or next month or whenever you're listening. Cheers. What's up, people? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. One last thing before we close it out and you let you get back to your day. I've put together a free giveaway, actually, on MikeJWatts.com. You can go check it out now, but it's download my free three tools to make your business life easier starting now. And I gave away three simple tips and things that we use in our business that hands down make our life easier, that allows for scale it allows for solid operating structures so we can scale to the next level of revenue. So you can get that free giveaway. It's a PDF download. You just type it in. Plus, you'll also be on my weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday. And I really love it because it's three to four things that I really found valuable in the week and that hopefully you enjoy as well. So you can get all that downloaded over at MikeJWatts.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Project Life. Cheers. Cheers.